Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Uh, yes. It's something similar to that. Um, it didn't really work out the way I planned. And let's leave out all the awkward pauses like you've already done once because it's bad radio, it's bad showmanship, so let's try to be funny and let's try to be on our game. <laughs> it's episode 68 of the Simply Human Podcast with you. With your host, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, we have Jason Seib on and basically rant about women's issues for 30 minutes, uh, stuff like chemical birth control and... um, Oh, other things along those lines. Menopause. We'll get to all that. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with some stories about worst case scenarios. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip uh, of the week. How are you, Rick? Other than we, the huge we, burp you just uh, We weren't even one second into it and we started in with the wheeze laughter. So we're already having a good time. I'm great. How are you, Mark? Oh, man. I am good. Uh, well... I don't know if I should mention this or not, but uh, well, by all means, let's talk about it on the podcast. Well, my my uh, Paleo FX uh, talk was denied, and uh, I, I, did, did they when they denied it? Did they just send a picture of Dikembe Mutombo <laughs> wagging his finger <laughs> at you? Not to the house. Well, Paleo it, Mutombo. It, it's it's just kind of funny. I was telling Jen like, and it's fine. I'm still going. I'm, I'm you know, I, I, there's gonna be a lot of people there. To, You're just, still going because you have to meet Sean Croxton for 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> try to get him to remember you for a whole year. He won't be there. But oh, that's right cuz the allergies. Yeah. Actually. So last year I got the the talk was approved and all I had was sort of like this website. That's all I had. This year I have like my strength coach certification on the podcast and the website. So you thought and, you were a shoe and you were like, okay, yeah. yeah, I've been building my credentials for another year. I'm, yeah. I'm in. Baby. So I got denied. So um, so there's that. So if you were planning on going to PaleoFX to hear my talk on uh, brain development in children. Turns out you can hear Mark <laughs> give his talk behind uh, Walmart on the loading dock, uh, standing on a cardboard box anytime you want. There you go. On the street corner. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's that. That that, that happened today. Um, well, I, I make fun, but I'm... I'm, I know that was important to you, so I'm sorry. Oh, no, happened. no, no. Yeah, there's no... Uh, I, I, I forwarded it to my brother, Jeff, and he wrote back, A-holes! with the exclamation point. So, anyway. Oh, good. That, that, that made me feel better. But, uh... Anyway, so uh, what's going on? What's going on with you there, Rick? Any anything crazy happening in the world of uh, policemen, other than the This American Life uh, police episodes, which have been man, very interesting? that is, and I'm looking. I have my, you know, my not to overdo it, but I have my long run here in a few minutes. But I'm looking forward to it because I want to listen to part two. Uh, not that we're in the business of uh, plugging other people's podcasts. Because well, it is the it is the number one else can do it, for yeah, anyone. It's and, the number uh, one you know, podcast. Just listen to us time. and don't listen to anyone else. But the this American Life is something that I started getting into listening to after I listened to Serial. I you know, and before I've been an NPR person, so you know I'd listened to them before, but uh, they have a two part series. Uh, I don't know what they'd call it. You know, basically like modern American policing, the crux of it, and it is so interesting. And it is stuff that I think about. You know, I've been doing this for almost a decade, and it's stuff that's very much on my mind right now. Uh, it's. Uh, I would encourage everyone, if you're interested in stuff like that, to listen. It's not uh, it's not all the time. It's not a comfortable listen. Sometimes it makes you a little bit uncomfortable uh, to hear kind of the the things that go on and the way they 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 go on. But uh, almost like a tour of the sausage factory. But hey, uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave the joke out. But I had an <laughs> awesome mom joke there about how sausage is processed. But uh, you know. I would encourage everyone to go listen to that, if for nothing else, to realize that, uh, you know, I'm it's gonna, a difficult time in America right now, especially for policing. I feel that as a, as a street cop every day, and I also feel that as a citizen and the way things have been going for the last couple of years. Uh, I'm very sensitive to those issues, very much so. It's very complicated. So if for nothing else, to understand how complicated policing is in America right now where we are, uh, it's, it would help you as a citizen to understand that it's not quite, you know, old friendly officer McNally walking down the street twirling his baton like in 1950, like, you know, giving the, the street toughs a good lecture. It's not about it's it's yeah. much more complicated than that. It's not 
uh, and I'm not, I don't mean this in racial terms, but it's not black and white. Every, there's everything is in a gray area, a gray issue right now. Well, like so, there was just a, just a quick, uh, little tidbit from the first one. Yeah. Where there was a guy that, that, uh, died like in the back of a cruiser. He's like yeah. back there saying, "I'm, oh, I'm dying, I'm dying." Well, like you, Mark, you know how many? T- and yeah, I'm dead and that happens. Every, you know how many times I've heard that? Yeah, in a decade. And so, I don't mean that. Like, I'm not like I remember very distinctly one time. I'm bringing a guy to jail when I lived in Oklahoma. We worked in Oklahoma, and on the way to the jail, it was like a three mile trip all on the highway. And on the way there, this guy starts with the, "I can't breathe, I can't breathe," and I am freaking the f out. I'm thinking this guy's dying in my car. I pull over on the freeway. I'm get on the radio, scream, "I didn't!" Well, this guy was faking it. He was faking yeah. it. But I'm freaking out thinking he's dying. Well, you know how just... many times I've heard someone say, and that's the standard police response, is when someone is screaming, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Well, you're talking. You're breathing, obviously, yeah. because you're able to form words and talk. Well, maybe it's time we reconsidered that response because that's this, this story that was told in this podcast is a guy was in the back of a police car. He was under arrest for a crime and was you know, starting in with the I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And, Which uh, to the American citizen, that's like, how could these policemen been so insensitive? So yeah, can't breathe. I'm dead serious. I hear that once a week, probably okay. at least. And obviously, my response is is much much more different. Yeah. It's never, you know, <laughs> well, you're you're breathing enough to to scream at me, you idiot. You know, yeah, airing in the side of, you know, I work in the city. We can get an ambulance in two minutes. It's no big deal, like for us, but. You know, it's stuff like it's just complicated things like that. So I would encourage everyone to listen to this series. It's really, really very interesting, yeah. and I can't vouch for episode two. I'm well, about to listen to it. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a stat from episode two, which would be a little teaser. It's not going to ruin anything. But there was a, a police department. I'm holding my one year old son, by the way. Hey, can you say something into the? No, he can't. He's no. Sorry. That was him. He just like rammed his snot nose into the microphone. Perfect. So the same uh, same process as you for yeah. broadcast. <laughs> okay. So there was a there's a police department in uh, Miami, uh, the Miami area. Okay. So like Miami has like I don't know half a million people, and they mm-hmm. over a five year period. Whoa, Miami has half a million people. Or, yeah. Like maybe this one police department. I I thought it was more than that too. But, I would think the city of Miami is like. Or, I mean, I don't maybe know it was like it, the but. north. That, like the, oh, you know, I knew a guy that used to work for North Miami Beach. Maybe, yeah, something like uh, that. That used to work with me in Oklahoma. So, like, I, from my understanding, that area is there's a lot. It's kind of like Dallas. There's like a lot of little, yeah. smaller areas surrounding so, Greater Miami. So there's so this one place. It's department. a huge metroplex, but then a lot of yeah. smaller, you know, cities or whatever. So there's Anyways. one. There's one police department that has about a half million people that over a five year period had about four thousand arrests. There was this other one that had a hundred thousand people that in that same time period had ninety thousand arrests. Wow. That's like what the second one, the first half of the second one I've listened to, and it's man, I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. So well, and I'm very interested. You know, I spend I've said this to people, I spend the the bulk, the majority of my try, time now working trying to keep people out of jail. That's not to say like, oh man, you've got some crack. Well, you better throw it away, pal. The real police are coming. But it's more <laughs> like I spend time trying to you know, keep people for, like ke- like patrolling aggressively to keep people from breaking in instead of like trying to catch them breaking in. I don't know. It's a yeah. probably a semantical difference, but you know, I don't know. We, we can talk for a hundred yeah. years about this. So check it out. Like- the 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 two most recent episodes of This American Life, the most popular podcast on iTunes, like of all time. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's number one, like oh, in, well. any, in any category. Okay, so everyone's already listening to it, so yeah. we've just uh, we've been doing nothing for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let, let's start stumbling toward our uh, interview with Jason. Uh, let's talk about the Simply Human resets, which are still uh, going. The twenty-one day email automations. Uh, you can buy Simply Human T-shirts and the resets all at simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop. And I just mentioned the website. Go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com for recipes and food for thought articles and. and by- by the way, I did stuff. a YouTube video. Uh, we didn't like tweet it out and promote it because it's really not all that funny. But it's more like I was. I thought it was it's, great. It's, uh, well, you did a great job producing it, but it's long. It's like almost six minutes long. And I was kind of combining like Rick tries a new food with almost like a, hey, a how-to recipe thing. And I don't think I'm going to do these anymore because I'm not a trained chef or anything like that. But if you go to our YouTube channel, the newest video, part nine of Rick tries a new food, I ate eggplant. And I promote promo this on the last podcast so i want everyone to know i followed through and i ate it but on the video it's more you know it's more i showed you how i prepared it so if you'd like to try eggplant or you'd like to try it this way you can kind of follow my how-to a little bit but uh i tried it it was delicious and uh that is most certainly getting added to the stable of food 
foods that I will eat. Not cool. like uh, asparagus where I'm like, yeah, I could eat it if I was starving or whatever. <laughs> it makes my pee smell. Like I will actively eat eggplant again. It was very good. And if you want to see how I made it. You won't passively eat it. Shut your face. Sorry. If you want to see how I made it, then go to the YouTube channel, watch the video, and understand I, I didn't go to like a you know, fancy cooking college. Like I just read a bunch of crap on the internet. <laughs> this is how I came this recipe, but it was really good. Me and my wife very, very, very much enjoyed our little eggplant, uh, I guess eggplant parmesan pizzas or whatever you want to call it. So, sorry. There are, there are still coupon codes for the nutrients and the skinny fat. All that is on the website. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us and subscribe on YouTube. Simply Hume at Simply Human 52 is Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so, uh, also email the show Simply Human Lifestyle at gmail.com or Simply Human Rick at gmail.com. So, without further ado, let's get to our interview with Jason where we talk about, quote, modern science, Rick's dad and the Paleo diet, and Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> That's still funny, by the way. In the middle of the interview, my brother sent me a text and said, Let me read this very quickly because it's funny. Uh, my brother, I sent him the, hey, my dad, what he said about Kanye, you will hear the injury, and Rob, my brother, uh, texted me. Dad just texted me, Mystical Dunn lost his damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, other topics with Jason. Using female bodies, breeding, menopause, chemical versus mechanical birth control, copper IUDs, and sending hate mail. Here's Jason. Jason Seib is back on the show. Uh, Jason, welcome. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. And uh, for all of the uh, Jossafit uh, podcast listeners or the Paleo Lifestyle and Fitness podcast listeners, sorry, it's us again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're together again. Yeah. Get used yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. and uh, uh, It was really fun. Like last couple episodes with you on the show were just uh, a blast. I, I, I got such great reviews. I mean, people awesome. were just emailing left and right and talking about how fantastic it was. So cool stuff. Yeah, awesome. I, I feel like uh, it's, it's the, on those, like, I'm just sort of like there and I'm like, go, 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 go. And you're just like, <laughs> you're just like you're just going like stirring on. up my rant. Yeah, it's Mark, awesome. Mark is the hype man and yeah. you are the MC. Yeah. <laughs> if I may use a, a hip hop analogy, which makes me sound really nerdy. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I really feel cool. bad because I get so much crap in my head that uh, I think about all week long and then, and then you get on there and, and, and you, you said like, I don't know, four dozen words. <laughs> well, no, it's funny because like Rick, I asked Rick to listen to the show yesterday, which he uh, refused. And I did not refuse. Uh, if you'll see the latest entry on our Facebook page of uh, text conversation it. between Rick and Mark, I was just <laughs> yeah, busy. I saw it. Right. Yeah. Mr. President. Yeah. 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 So uh, President Obama. So um, Rick, actually what we talked about, like the, what started like an hour long conversation was me basically telling the story about that guy coming up to you and being like, I don't know, modern science is probably going to get you further than what we've done. And so that's basically what we talked about. Oh my gosh. I, I, I got, I got whipped with that, uh, staying at my parents' house this weekend, but yeah, we can, did he use the words modern science? No, but this was actually really funny and I, not to bag on my dad. He's, you know, he's 68 years old uh, he's very set in his ways, but the uh, I thought this was the guy that at, at the gym that said this to you. Was it not? Was oh that... no, no, no. That's an, yeah, that's another guy. Oh man, I've been beaten by this uh, quite a lot lately. Well, <laughs> but, my but did dad, somebody uh, say? Did somebody say the words "modern science"? I thought uh, they used yeah, oh, those yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because yeah. Well, because modern science refers to what we do. Mainstream science refers to those people who sit around and won't read modern science right you see what i'm saying yeah. like oh, mainstream absolutely. nutrition information what we're talking about with don't eat saturated fat because it raises cholesterol and that causes heart disease and calories are the only thing that makes you fat make sure you go do all your cardio that's not modern science that's mainstream science modern science means cutting edge actually reading the research and the research squelched all of that stuff uh, years ago years and years ago in some cases decades ago Oh, absolutely, and that's—I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. And that was the point that I—that I was like, you know what? Modern means like the the most up to date as of right now. It doesn't yeah, mean as correct. of as of uh, 1980 when we were all uh, you know using our Zach Morris phones and wearing double-breasted suits and watching different strokes on TV. That's not modern. That's right. uh, almost no. ancient. Yeah. That's exactly well, where I would have gone with that particular argument. I mean, Mark was presenting it like, how do you, 
you know, what's your, your main, your, your main go-to pitch for that. And that, that's a really tough one. But if somebody would have actually used the words modern science, I've never come across that. But if they would have said that specifically, my argument definitely would have been, yeah, that's exactly what we do. We use modern science, not outdated wives tales and myths. Well, well and, and tell and them about your my dad. crux of, of this is I can explain to you anecdotally why I eat the way I eat. And it's it, admittedly it is not uh, you know super mainstream. I eat an you know a plant-based diet. Not I'm I'm not vegetarian by any stretch of the imagination, but I would say probably 75% uh, you know 60 to 75% plant-based. Mo- mostly eat, uh, cucumbers, bananas, eggplants. Yes, um, anything in the phallic form is what I eat. Uh, that's my diet. It's the phallus diet, Mark. Thank you. But it's uh, – <laughs> I love how we're including eggplants in that. An eggplant is like a, a – like a, it's very much not that shape, by the way. It's very it's well, very no. much rounder. But anyways. Depends on who uh, you know, I, it, it's admittedly kind of – seems a bit strange, but uh, – I, I can explain to you anecdotally why I eat this way. Uh, I've been losing weight without having to work hard at it. I uh, am never hungry ever. I feel satisfied. I sleep better. I look better. I feel better uh, here. But I can't explain to you like, okay, well, so when when one molecule of, of nitrogen uh, uh, interacts with a molecule, I can't explain any of that. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a science jerk. I'm just a guy who says, Hey, I'm gonna eat this way. I'm just and, a caveman. Oh, <laughs> look at this. You know, I'm just an well, that's probably the way to go. Human. Yeah. That's probably actually the way to go anyway. I mean, like Sarah and I have always said when somebody, you know, don't get in these dumb debates. When if somebody comes up to you and you can tell, like, if somebody comes to you and they go, Hey, you know what? You've got some really amazing results lately. What are you doing? And then they go and you go, you know, I'm not eating grains and all these other things. Then this is a person that's actually curious. But if somebody's like, Why don't you eat bread? then, you know, this is going to be an argument. And and I have, me personally, I have every one of those answers in my head. I've been doing this a long time and I still don't get in those arguments. My, I will tell somebody if they like, why don't you eat bread? I'm not going to sit there and go, well, bread's bad for you. It damages, you know, it's potentially could be damaging to your gut, increases systemic inflammation, all this. I could do all of that stuff and even quote studies, but it's just so much easier when this person's being indignant and they're not going to, they're, they're not here to listen to my answer anyway, for me to just say, I feel better when I don't eat bread. And then what are they going to say? No, you don't. You feel great when you eat bread. Well, you know what? Well, the, funny, the funny way you say that, I'll tell you exactly how it started. He said, quote, Rick, I just don't get your diet, man. Like exactly like that. And he's a really nice guy. And if he happens to listen, I'm not bagging on him necessarily. It was just it's, – it's a frustration of, of, of people who uh, are trying to – you know, I guess think smarter, not harder, maybe, or use modern, you know, I don't know. It's a frustration that I have. Tell them about your dad. Okay. The the dad thing is actually kind of funny because everyone's got a, you know, everyone, you know, knows what like their old man dad's like. And I stay, I took my kids out of the house on Sunday morning. My wife is a master's student. She had a ton of work to do. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to get the kids out of the house for a day and a half. So you can have nothing but the house to yourself to do work. So I take them to my parents' house. And uh, this part was actually funny. We're getting ready for dinner on Sunday night, and I was like, um, and I'm, I don't want to be, you know, a jerk about it. You know, I'm in their house. It's, you know, their hospitality. But I was like, um, so, so do you guys uh, happen to have any vegetables, like, around here? And uh, they were like, vegetables. Nope, nope, nope. Don't have any vegetables. I don't have to tell you. So I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just run off to the store and uh, get some contact solution. I was just gonna buy a bunch of like vegetables and just hoard, like eat them in my car in the parking lot, like a, like an, like an addict would. But my dad's like, oh, I'll go with you. And I was like, oh crap. So eventually, I went and got some, you know, some broccoli and, and uh, my dad was, uh, so, so, so. I guess you don't eat bacon anymore. And I was like, actually, I, I do enjoy bacon. Uh, it's a good whole, you know, it's a good, you know, <laughs> real food that has fat in it. It's not, uh, you know, nothing to be afraid of there. And he's like, huh, sounds like, and this is the funniest part. So, uh, you know, it's my dad. But he's like, sounds like you're doing the paleo diet. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, well, I mean, no, I mean, I guess there's probably some similarities, but, you know, it, it's, I guess it's kind of like that, but not really. And he was like, well, you know, all the the original people who ate the paleo diet, the paleo people, they all died at age 20. And I was like, yes, thank Whoa. you. 
Okay. Well, all right. Th- That's all even right. Way so, anyways, uh, <laughs> so uh, where's the newspaper at? Let's have some conversations about uh, world issues. That's going to be less contentious than a nutritional debate. <laughs> That's even way off the the age twenty is even way off the super low number of thirty that everybody misunderstands. Yeah. yeah well, so, and <laughs> I your dad's like they all died like, when they were know, babies. <laughs> you know, they all died by getting eaten by saber tooth tigers. Like, oh well, okay. At least they weren't dying of cancer. I guess I don't know. Like, it's, it's so it was very funny, you know. Not to, you know, when everyone's well, got a got a dad that uh, is out of touch, and they know what that's like. Oh, you kids! Uh, he also managed. To, we watched the Saturday Night Live special, and he did quote. He said this quote: "Boy, that Kanye sure is getting weird." And I want to be like, <laughs> "Are you familiar with like Kanye's catalog? Like, this is weird. How much weirder is this than?" Uh, so that's a very funny, very funny dad story. Well, in honor so. of your dad, uh, he's sixty-eight, correct? Yes, sixty-eight. This- He'll be. He'll be 69 in September, Mark. <laughs> 69 well, alert. This everyone. is episode 68, so in honor of your dad, this is Okay. Uh, well, congratulations to us. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Jason, one of the things mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about, and I know that we have we have texted about this and I know the science is garbage on this topic, but I wanted to just sort of I don't know, without getting you into a lot of trouble, you know, Rick can't speak on this because he has two sons, but we, between us, we have five daughters, and let's let's talk about, uh, yeah, I I have zero, Jason has five. Um, (laughs) No, 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 that's not the case. (laughs) Jason has three, I have two. Yeah, if you had five daughters, that would be a disaster. Yeah, I know someone Not you specifically, just five daughters, I can only imagine how bananas that is. Yes. I'd probably be stuttering right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Jim Carrey at the beginning of Dumb and Dumber 2, like that's what you would be. Um, right. Okay, so let's talk about birth control pills and messing with those hormones. And I know you have stuff to say on that without, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, without getting you in trouble, I mean, like, people are, are going to be like, well, there's no, you can't prove that and all that. But it's like, what is just, okay, go. There you okay. go. Okay. Well, we we don't use female bodies in the Western world the way they're intended to be used already, um, mm, and, and yeah. so start, so starting there. Oh yeah, I, I forgot I was we were recording this at a frat house. So yeah. I'll back up. So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I promise no more. I just had to get one out. Of so that's what you said. Female the you know if you tell women in the Western world things like. Um, uh, statements like uh, breastfeeding uh, inhibits conception, that it's a strong, a powerful birth control. They all go, no way, you're crazy. That's not right. Well, it, it, they're right in the way that women breastfeed in the Western world. I know I'm backing off of your subject, but I'm going to get there. No, so, that's, that's good. So <clears throat> um, in, you know, in the Western world, every couple of hours maybe, you breastfeed for about 20 minutes. In hunter-gatherers, they will, uh, the baby's basically strapped to mom all day and sleeps with mom. So the baby basically just turns its head and breastfeeds for about 30 seconds out of every 20 minutes. And they've like had researchers have, you know, used infrared cameras and filmed throughout the night and timed all this stuff. And what's happening is that every one of those incidents of breastfeeding, there's a little prolactin release and that prolactin release is causing the prolactin is a, is a strong, uh, preventer of conception. So it's basically like birth control. It inhibits them from conceiving. So, um, these women will have, you know, they get 14, maybe they have their, uh, they, they begin, um, um, menarche. They have their, you know, their first period. They, they're pregnant probably within the time that, you know, maybe by the time they're 15, it probably isn't too much longer than that. And that, you know, I mean, it makes, perfect sense in their world. Obviously, Mark, you and I don't want our daughters to get pregnant at 15, but why don't we want them to get pregnant at 15? It's because they have to learn calculus and driving and voting and why we have stupid politicians and every other piece of garbage that they could possibly have to cram into their head that has absolutely nothing to do with their day-to-day survival in this big, stupid society game (laughs) we play. And they're going to leave. And like you guys are probably sitting in your own homes in a tribe of a very small handful of people 
your daughters would stay with you and everybody else who loved them for their entire lives where they're in a group of every single person they could walk up to and give a hug to without warning at any moment. That used to be the perpetual camping trip that we lived on. So yes, pregnant at 15, really probably not that big of a deal. You weren't leaving and, and you were also you know, by that age, your experience was amazing. You could find every edible plant and animal. You knew everything that was poisonous or deadly. You could light a fire with wet wood. You knew all of this stuff, and that was the important things to know. So then you get pregnant at, at roughly 15 years old, maybe, and then you carry the kid for, for nine months, breastfeed for three to four years, have a couple more periods, and get pregnant again. Your kids are still four or five years apart, but if you follow me, throughout your entire period of life where you were fertile, you might have only had a few dozen periods. And our women spit eggs like a machine gun <laughs> for through, you know, oftentimes, hey, you know what? You probably shouldn't have kids until you're around 30 because there's a lot of crap to do. You got to get a house. You know, you got to get your big shiny nest so you can fill it full of shiny crap like a raven. And I'm guilty of all this stuff too. I mean, this is what we do in Western society. You've got car payments and, and, and you know, degrees you've got to get and you've got to, you know, there's all of this stuff. And so we wait so much longer and we're already using this female body in a fashion that is not intended for it's this is not the way it was intended to be used and then uh and that's like a, that's 180 extra periods from age 15 to 30 if you're if you're going monthly right yeah and so on top of that we go okay i mean i guess to back up just again if you are life on the planet earth you are defined as life on the planet earth you have three jobs it's find some sustenance, you know, find yourself some food, don't die, and breed. And the, the not dying and the finding food, we only do so that we can breed. Now, we're humans and, and we can use our big sentient brains to decide not to breed, but that doesn't change the fact that that's the only thing that our body is designed to do. We are not put on this planet to run around and just have a great time and enjoy our life and then die and go to the ground. You are defined as life because you can replicate your genes, Which is and your genes are really just riding around in your body, using it as a vehicle to get downstream into the next generation. And that's the and reason. Congrats, that, congratulations, that, Dad. It turns out I am a success. Ah. <laughs> right. Well, that's the reason that Rick mows the grass with his shirt off, too. So and <laughs> perfect. Pants. And pants. So, <laughs> so when we mess with these things and we convince bodies that they're pregnant for an extended period of time or otherwise hormonally not acceptable in an acceptable place to get pregnant, we're uh, we're not getting away with this stuff. I mean, there. The thing is, is it that you look at like most indigenous hunter gatherers. I don't, I, you know, to be honest, I don't have all the data on every hunter gatherer language, but I do know that of the ones that I've looked into, they don't seem to have words in their language for menopause, for example. And my clientele is about 70% female. And, um, and most of those are frustrated, uh, you know, have, have lost and regained weight in the past. Um, a lot of yo-yo dieting, you know, the people we really wrote the Jossa method for, or that, that, that frustrated crowd and they, um, you know, and, and my own personal clients are the people that we have experimented on for all that stuff over the years and come to these conclusions. And, um, first off the, the amount of time that somebody uses birth control in my experience is usually correlated to how easy or difficult it is to get them off, uh, I mean, to get that weight off of them, get that fat off of them, and get them back to metabolically healthy. But I also have a theory that said, says that we could take all soy and all chemical birth control out of society, and we'd probably get to a point where, uh, you know, a few generations later, we'd have kids saying, you know, what is breast cancer? What are what is uh, you know? I mean, things like PCOS are about um, mostly about insulin. That kind of stuff might still be around to some degree, but but the ones that are the the forms of cancer that are 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 mostly caused by this this um, the, the disproportionate amounts of of certain um, steroidal hormones. Those ones are you know they're they're. They're, they've got to be directly affected, even though we can't prove it because we would have to, I mean, the tests would just be massive, but, um, they've got to be directly affected by the fact that you can't just pump extra progesterone into a body, you know, month after month for decades and expect that that body whose sole mission was to line these things up and breed is going to be perfectly fine. It just, it, 
just doesn't make sense. I, when I have clients that just insist on staying on chemical birth control, it's the first thing I always go to. They go, okay, I'm stuck. I'm, I'm eating this way. I'm moving this way, whatever. I'm stuck. Look, I, with, with the birth control, I'm guessing. I'm guessing at everything. Why? Because I understand intimately how healthy bodies work. And yours isn't healthy. Yours is skewed from what a healthy body should look like. <clears throat> and we know that when men do steroids um, and you know bodybuilders, it can sometimes take upwards of a year for those guys to get back to, to a good, healthy hormonal balance, especially depending on how long they did it. So women can quit doing... Um, chemical birth control, especially if it was something that was really strong or, you know, some of these implants where there's just this constant feed of a hormone. And, you know, who knows? It could be months and months before they're balanced out again. And in those months and months, weird things are going to happen to their cycle and weird things are going to happen to their body fat. And usually what they end up doing is going and finding another hormone because now, you know, I, well, I can't have my period every, every 15 days. And I, that makes sense to me, but Maybe your body is trying to balance back out and it needs some time. Maybe, you know, you, if, you, if you get a guy off of testosterone uh, where he's been in, in injecting exogenous testosterone in the name of big muscles for, you know, 10 years – and then you get him off of testosterone and two months later, you check his endogenous testosterone, his homemade stuff. Uh, yes, your typical doctor is going to go, you know what, we need to put you on testosterone. Well, that would just cause the problem. So you got to let this guy be off of the testosterone long enough to start making his own homemade stuff and get things balanced again. And that doesn't happen overnight. But the typical mainstream answer for that would be, this is low, put more of it back in there. So I, you know, we, I don't know of anybody out there, any really great doctors that are trying to get women off of chemical birth control onto something that is, um, you know, non-chemical, like a uh, copper IUD, I swear to God, everything I can find on how dangerous those things are is it's all conflated by the fact that there's no chemicals in it. So the pharmaceutical companies aren't making a fortune on them. They don't appear to be any more problematic than anything else out there. But your typical doctor will put an IUD in you that isn't copper as long as it's got chemicals coming out of it that then have to be run through your liver and cause who knows what kind of problems because it it uh, it's somehow safer than the copper IUD. It doesn't make sense, and so I I I guess my rant is: do whatever you want to do to your body in the name of being able to have sex whenever you want to have sex and not getting pregnant. But understand the insanity of that concept. If you're if you were inside your skin, not in your brain thinking about this, but inside the biochemical milieu that is your body and understand the concept of what you're doing and do not take it lightly. You are saying, I am taking myself as a species that is designed to replicate and I am chemically making that impossible, at least for the duration of the time that I take these hormones. And the job that I'm interfering with is the most important job that this body was evolved to perform. Everything will be fine. And I guarantee you, you're wrong. On some level, you're wrong. Well, and it sounds like the more that I, you know, that that I listen to you, the more that I delve into stuff like this. It seems like, and this is the most simplistic uh, elementary way of summarizing probably your whole position on everything. But when we take the human body and we do something that it's not designed to do, then mm -hmm. there are bad unintended consequences that we may not understand. But the human body is complicated and it's simple at the same time. It's simple in that it's designed to do a few things and designed to do a few things well. But when we mess with one of those things, it's like the butterfly effect. It could like affect all these other things down the line. And then we're sitting here like, oh, well, I just, I, I just did this. How is it having an effect on this? We need to simplify almost and just say, hey, when we mess with hormones, bad things could happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we get away with there, – there's a lot of things that we can we – can, uh, um, you, we've stepped off the path and we're not exactly doing what we did as hunter gatherers. And it's not, you know, the, the paleo dogma says, if you don't act exactly like a hunter gatherer, you'll die in the next 10 minutes. But on top of that, for those, ne for the next nine minutes, while you feel good, you're going to be fat and ugly. And that's stupid. It's just dumb. What it means, what this should mean is every place we stepped off the path 
is someplace that needs to be put under the microscope and looked at closely. So I don't want to strike fear into people, but this is a particular subject where we're not faring all that well. I mean, hysterectomies are super common. PCOS is super common. Breast cancer is so rampant that there's whole foundations designed just to fight that one form of cancer. Can you name a foundation that you may be able to think of like one that fights like Lou Gehrig's disease or something like that. But if you really think about it there, I can't like the Susan G. Komen foundation is like the most popular cancer fighting foundation that I know of that fights one particular form of cancer instead of like children's cancer society or something. That's because it's so freaking rampant that so many women have it. Why are they getting this? Where were these cancers among the people in our past? Where was this 20 years ago? Or um, 50 years ago? It was, probably, it, was, it was probably around some decent numbers 20 years ago. But where was it 50 years ago? Where was it 100 years ago? And where the heck is it in the anthropological record? So we're doing something different. And chances are what we're doing different is, mm, sex good, not want to have baby. You know, and so let's. I have that tattooed on my back, by the way. <laughs> right, it's, and I His get that. I, I understand. Yes, yeah, sex is rad, but you know what? There's if there's not a mechanical way to to get in the way of this, hormones are a really scary answer, in my opinion. They just are. So how me- many women on hormone replacement therapy? How many women just going through horrible menopause? In my gym, there's. There's multiple women with a hot flashes just stop them cold. It keeps them from sleeping well. All of these things are a huge problem. And then we look at these indigenous cultures, and this isn't what it's like for them at all, at all. And our women are suffering. I do not want my daughters to go through any of this. I don't want to think, oh, my God, daughter's got another gynecology appointment in a couple of days. Like, so I'll sit here and panic because this is the scariest of all the types of appointments that she goes to. Yeah. And that's what that's how I will feel if if uh, if they're on birth control, you know, chemical birth control. So let me so. ask you this: so, like, somebody out there listening, me included, someone with daughters who wants to be, you know, uh, sort of do things more in line with the human design. Like, what what should a dad with daughters do when their daughter <laughs> is getting, you know, to that age and they don't want to deal with a teen pregnancy? Well, uh, you bring I, the you bring the boy over to the house and you tell him that uh, you have a shotgun and a shovel and a map of the county. Yeah, I think I think the answer has to be mechanical. It's you know copper IUDs or um, or uh, or condoms, but I mean are, neither one of them are completely foolproof, and neither one of them. Well, I mean obviously condoms are safe, but but uh, you know copper IUDs have they you do risk some complications, but you risk them with all of them. Again, you're just not going to get away with you know. Uh, Having sex the way it's supposed to look and feel and without interrupt it somehow without yeah. a consequence. Yeah. You're not. I mean, this this whole system is why you have arms and legs and everything else to move you about the planet and find food so that you can breed and get your genes downstream. We romanticize all this crap and act like, you know, we're here for some sort of strange purpose and and uh, I'm a unique snowflake. I'm not like the other animals <laughs> out there because my mom told me I was. And it's it's all, you know, cool. I'm glad that you 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 can tell yourself those Disney and romance novel things. But at the end of the day, your job is to get your genetics mixed with the best possible genetics you can find to mix them with and get them downstream, giving your offspring the best possible chance they, they have for to do the exact same thing you just did and then get out get out of the way after you've imparted as much knowledge as you can to your offspring. Yeah. That is your in, that, that's the summary of your whole life right there. Sorry if I ruined it for you. <laughs> well, and I, know you, I know you got to go. It should be interesting in, I don't know, 20, 30, 100 years to look back on, like, you know, gastric bypass, uh, chemical birth control, all these things we're doing now, like, we're, well, like we look back at frontal lobotomies, you know, now. Like, we right. used to stick ice picks in people's brains and just kind of swash them around, and that was like... That's that was okay. Like so, it'll be interesting. Uh, hopefully, we'll be alive to to see some of that stuff. But uh, before I go, we, let, let me get one more thing out of the way, real okay, quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, my email address is Jason at everydaypaleo.com. Go ahead and send the all. You're not a woman. You can't possibly know what this is about. Uh, I think birth control is great. It's a wonderful thing. You can't prove any of the things you said. Let's go ahead and get all those emails written up in the next ten minutes Perfect. and get them sent to me so I can get them out of my computer. <laughs> well, and super, super, super quickly, Jason. I, I, I am our 
resident uh, super far left-wing communist liberal man, and I understand <laughs> that there is a connection within the liber- uh, women's liberation directly, women's liberation and chemical birth control. I understand that. It means you know birth control is symbolic for women having control over their bodies, and I get that, and I respect that, and I know that. But what you're saying is almost more concern, like, hey, we're concerned about your health. We're concerned about your breast cancer. We're concerned about all this other stuff. This isn't about taking the power, the empowerment of sex when you want it away from a woman. This is about saying, hey, there's a way to have sex when you want it without getting birth, without getting uh, breast cancer, without increasing your risk of all these things. We're saying this because as a society, because we, uh, you know, we love you women. We do. And we're concerned about your health and we're concerned about everyone's health. This isn't about taking the empowerment of sex away from women. This is a way of saying, hey, let's think about what we're doing here and maybe try to come up with a better way that you can have this empowerment uh, for your own liberation. Yeah, I can't, I can't do the whole um, empowerment thing with you. I just I, – I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, there's not – I mean I'm not – I – Yes, I'm here as a as a science minded uh, trainer and 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 life coach, and my entire career has been based on helping women to say I get to have sex whenever I want, and that's empowering to me. <laughs> but I will do that for, for with the exchange of breast cancer or, and things like that. No, like I, yeah, but what what what? No, I have daughters. No, yeah. no, okay, and there are still ways to be empowered. There always have been. There always have been. There have been freaking condoms since they were made out of sheepskin. You know, I mean, like it, it sheep intestines or whatever they used to make them out of. I mean, they're. Those are what I it, use. Yeah. This, this is <laughs> right. They're, you know, so I mean, there's, I never, ever, ever talk on this subject ever without getting some hate mail. So I, I, but I mean, come on, please do it. You, you, Mark, you especially, you know me pretty well. Yeah. I'm a guy that's pretty heavily affected by hate mail. Yeah. You know, I sit down and I cry, cry a little bit and I get eat, out the tissues. No, I mean, <laughs> just, just, just send it over, yeah. please. Awesome. But, well, but, Jason, uh, I, I want to respect your time. I know you got to go. Um, really appreciate this. This is exactly uh, what I wanted this morning. So this is perfect. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon and uh, we'll have you back on uh, sometime in the future. Yeah, I'm always willing to come back on, man. Just give me a little notice and I'm there. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, gentlemen. Bye bye. See ya. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Jason. I mean, obviously, uh, he is just a. He's the kind of guy you want on speed dial when someone like ar- is starting an argument with you and you don't really know what to say and you're like, Ugh. well, and, and real, real quickly, I know this is a hot dog spe- segment, but how this got started was there's I have a friend at work and he is a friend. I'm not going to mention it by name. I don't, uh, but he is a very fit guy. He's in very good shape. He, you know, very you know, good in the weight room and all this. Well, he started providing me some unsolicited lifting advice. And then that turned into some unsolicited diet advice. And then that turned into kind of like a contentious argument about diet. Uh, And I I just mentioned to Mark, like kind of in passing, like, man, I wish I had like more of an elevator speech to give to people. Like when they ask, hey, why don't you eat sugars or grains? Well, because they're bad. Uh, How do you know they're bad? Uh, I don't know. Here's a bunch of links from the internet because the internet would never steer you wrong. But like it would be great to just have a little teeny tiny Jason side in my pocket (laughs) and be like, why don't you eat? Why do you eat that way? Just pull them out and like wind it up and sit on the counter and be like, all right, uh, pull the string out of his. We'll yeah. be done like a blowing your mind apart <laughs> with uh, science and stuff well, like that. It's funny. After that interview, Jason texted me and was like, hey, uh, expect lots of hate mail on that one. <laughs> so, well, so we'll and I, I can't be more clear. We're coming at that from a standpoint of concern for women because yeah. he's right about breast cancer. My mother has uh, my mother has five sisters and Jeez. I think three of them have had breast cancer. That's something that my mom is always as long as I've been as long as I've been aware, you know, age 10 and on, that's something that my mom has been concerned about is, hey, am I going to be the next sister that gets breast cancer? It's yeah. just something that, that and Jason's right about um, the Komen Foundation. It's ubiquitous with breast cancer and, ubiqu- and, and cancer is like, it's a, it's a, a foregone conclusion. You're going to get cancer at some point in your life. And it's almost a foregone conclusion with women. You're going to get breast cancer at some point. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And maybe and we're not saying like the solution is get off birth control, but what we're saying is maybe all the chemicals and maybe all the hormone jacking that we've been doing for a half a century, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe that's something that needs to be, you know, scientifically looked at. We're not saying we're not trying to, you know, steal your power away from you. What we're trying to say is maybe there's a smarter, better, and healthier way that 
you know, we can achieve all these goals and the things that you want without jacking with your hormones. So yeah, it, we're coming at it from an angle, not of like, <laughs> women having sex, not on my watch, boy. <laughs> it's more of like an angle of, hey, let's try to come up with something like, you know, that's not chemically induced. It's not jacking with your body and jacking with your hormones and screwing with your, you know, your periods and your menopause and all this that will still allow you to, right. you know, to enjoy sex when you want. Well, I don't uh, and my I, I, rant, rant off. I just, I, I want, the, because I, I recognize that a lot of our women, our, our audience is women. I see the, you know, at least the Facebook numbers and the people who like our page and then most of them are women. And I'm, we're trying to tell you, we love you. Uh, I have two daughters we, and my wife just yeah. walked in the room. Hey Jen, you want to come talk to me and Rick about periods? No, 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 no. She just rolled her I'm eyes. I'm so far. <laughs> big, that's the story of your life. Jen just rolled her eyes at you. So like, uh, a constant eye roll. You know, we're not coming at this as a, we're trying to steal your liberation from you. It's more along the lines of, hey, let's get some science all up. <laughs> let's get some science all up in your crevices. Is what I was about Jeez. to say. That's well, a crude way to put this it. is the hot dog segment. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get to humans being human. And I actually, without, you know, I've downloaded some sound effects. So I'm going to play a, the, a sound effect to do the transition. Hang on. <laughs> I know what that is. That's an audio recording of you farting. No, it's not. I, it's from liar. It's you from, are a liar. It's from soundbible.com. Uh, uh-huh. so, and it was the sound effect the silly farts, which is the very first one, which means maybe it's the most popular. Okay. Uh, very quickly, Mark used to keep a tape recorder when we were kids, and he would record all these farts like <laughs> Man, over and over I again. And it was like tape. his most played uh, cassette tape all the time, listening to the sound of his own farts. And I remember this one very specifically, like. Uh, this is the sound of a brownout. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all squishy and like, okay, Mark. Okay, we, we've heard this 50 times. Okay. Please Spe- stop. Speaking of uh, worst case scenarios. <laughs> okay, so I have a story I'm going to tell, and I'm hoping that it jogs your memory into telling a story. But this is a Humans Being Humans segment about how the human brain a lot of times will go to like a worst case scenario. Like uh, your wife is uh, 10 minutes late being home from something. Thing, which means a she's I have either, now got a story now that you've okay, mentioned that okay. she's either dead or she's like meeting another man somewhere and she's uh, uh, not on you know well I was gonna try to s- some way tie in our birth control stuff but never mind let's just yeah, let's make just continue a, like, clean break <laughs> right. let's just okay. leave it at one million complaints and right. not make it five minutes. right okay so you know I work at a university we've already established that and there was this big fancy dinner this weekend. And is this why you were wearing a suit in those selfies it, you were sending? It wasn't a selfie. That was a picture with a family of friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've de- oh, you've derailed. You're the selfie. Um, so I, this is big fancy dinner, and all these donors are there, all these sort of older, like, rich people, you know, are, like, hobnobbing and all this stuff. Well, I see this— Hobnobbing. Yeah, that yeah. is the best phrase ever for yeah, it. it is. So I see this woman who I know she's her granddaughter is at the school and actually her granddaughter is in my wife's class and we've talked about that uh, over you know a few times here recently and so uh, I'll call her uh, we'll use a fake name it will be um, uh, Gloria how about that okay. so I see Gloria sitting at a table but all by herself and her husband uh, will make up a name uh, Frank was not with her. And, and so, and, and Frank and Gloria are always, you know, seen together. So I go up to Gloria and I say, uh, <laughs> I say, hey, hey, Gloria. And they're older, right? So I say, hey, Gloria, uh, you know, your granddaughter and is in my wife's class, blah, blah, blah. We talk about that, sort of catch up on some stuff and we're talking. And, and then I said, well, where's Frank? And she, she like, her face just like drops and she gets like, you know, like sullen. <laughs> And she says, Mark, I have something terrible to tell you. And I'm like, oh. And I'm thinking in my head, he's he died. And I somehow I don't, I didn't hear about it or, I, oh, no, idiot. You know, like, oh, like, this, you know, it's like, like, hey, when's the baby due? And like, I'm not pregnant. You know, it's one of those deals. <laughs> and so I, and I'm like, I, I kind of, I, I lean in. She's sitting and I'm standing. And I kind of lean in. I have my hand on her shoulder. Like expecting to be have to comfort her, and here she goes, and she's like, "I, I have to tell you um, that the he he packed up," and I'm now I'm thinking, okay, he's not dead, that's good, but what did he like go crazy and like leave her? 
Like he like packed his stuff up and like he's divorcing her after like sixty five years of marriage or something well, crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like reached his he's reached his limit. I just imagine one like very old fashioned brown leather suitcase <laughs> and like him putting his like tiny fedora on like I'm out of here. <laughs> and just walking out of the house. Grabs his lamp and, and walking walks to the, the bus house. stop. Yeah. And so, and, well, then, okay. Long story short, she gets to the end of the story. That this whole terrible thing she had to tell me was that they were getting ready for this dinner, and he's like unpacking his stuff, and he forgot his pants. <laughs> and I was like, Gloria, I thought you were gonna tell me he was dead. Like, <laughs> you forgot his pants. <laughs> I was like, that's the oldest trick in the book. If you don't want to go to some dinner or wedding or something, just forget your pants or your shoes. And oh, Hang on, hang on. That's a thing? Yeah. How have I never thought yeah, of that? If you don't want to go to something like, and you're out traveling, just, you know, all indications that you want to go, right? Oh, yeah, this is going to be great. I love have you that. actually pulled this maneuver off with I'm, no ramifications? I'm not going to answer that. Uh, but I, I'm not going to comment on that. But it's I a, can't it, believe I've never thought it's of a this great before. trick. It's a great trick. And so, and well, then she's like, "Well, he took uh, he took our granddaughter out with some of her friends to get some ice cream." And I was like, "Oh, good, good, good." With now, no pants on. Then I was, yeah. Then I was like, "Hopefully, he's wearing pants, right?" And she laughed and all that. So it's just kind of funny how the brain, the human brain, goes. To, immediately, the first thing I thought of was that he's dead. I thought you were going to say like, uh, "Where's Frank? I have something horrible to tell you, Mark. What is it?" He secretly hates you and didn't want to come to this dinner. <laughs> or he's burning your house down. Frank, Frank is no longer with us. Oh my God! What do you mean? Oh, I mean, he had to leave early. He yeah. has uh, another commitment he had to go, so he's no longer here with us here right. at this dinner. What? Yeah, I'm so sorry. We're you dying? like start crying. Uh, so you said. So you have a story. Did you say you had one? Well, like uh, this has been okay. We were in trying to timeline. This it was when we lived in Oklahoma City. Okay, it was when I think it was before our children were born because my wife was still working. Uh, my wife was a, a producer at a local television news uh, station there, and I think this might have been when she was pregnant with our first, or it might have been even before that. How did she get uh, pregnant? Can you explain the process of how she got pregnant? <laughs> well, first I got a real no, 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 I shouldn't even say that. The joke aborted. Joke aborted. So uh, she is supposed to be home. From work, uh, she does the like. I, uh, she's supposed to be home from work at like five thirty or six or something along those lines, and uh, uh, that time comes and goes. And I'm not that kind of possessive. Like, huh, you said you're supposed to be home at five thirty, and it's five thirty four, huh? Explain to me these four minutes, idiot. Then you hear this like, noise. Uh, I would just be like, hey, you know, she's stopping by the grocery store. She's talking with friends after work. I, you know, who cares? It's you know, it's her. You know, whatever. But uh, an alarming amount of time passes. Like uh, like an hour and nine minutes. Yeah, seriously, something like okay. You see what I did there? Hour late. You see what I did there? Hour and nine minutes. Did you see what I did there? Very very clever, sixty nine man. (laughs) But uh, you know, some an alarming amount of time passes, and I've called her phone, and this is before the time of the iPhone where you could just do find my iPhone and see their dot where they were and be like, oh, she's at the grocery store. Okay, but uh, I've called her phone and she's not answering, and so I'm like, "Hmm, this is very alarming. And I eventually do start calling, and I'm dead serious. And this is not in my nature, typically. Typically, my nature is, hey, she'll be home eventually, and it's no big deal, whatever you're going to do. But uh, I start calling the local hospitals. Uh, I'm on the phone with the highway patrol, with the metro, with Troop A, with uh, metro unit of uh, the Oklahoma Highway Patrol to be like, have you worked in any uh, fatalities with a a gray Volkswagen, uh, any injury accidents? And that's when she pulls up. And it was just, it, and I don't even remember. It was something innocuous, like, "Oh yeah, I was talking with a friend of mine after work yeah. for a long time. We went and had a cup of coffee. Like, oh, yeah, oh that, my god, I thought, I thought you were dead. Yeah. And it usually, like, this is a hard, you sent me an email one minute before we recorded. Hey, be thinking about a time where your mind immediately skipped to worst case scenario. That is not typically me. Typically, I am uh, the the argument I'll have in my head is between that voice and the voice of reason. And the voice of reason almost always wins out of like the, hey, nothing bad has gone on. Just calm down, yeah. bro, and eventually things will even out. But uh, that is one where uh, the irrational side of my brain uh, I, it worked out. And I think when she got there, I was like, oh, my God, oh, 
I'm so worried about you. Yeah, what the hell with your parents? Man, that's really like, weird. Like, I think I was probably like seriously so worried, like in tears, crying, like, oh, yeah. you were dead. A few, yeah, a few years after Jen and I got married, I, I was, you know, I was working uh, at K Texas. And uh, so I'd get home. For those of you like, don't know, that's a local television station in Abilene. Yeah, so I'd get home at like, you know, 11, 11 at night, and she was always there. Well, there was one, it was like a Friday night. I got home, she wasn't home. And I'm like, I check my phone and, you know, my flip phone and uh, there was no, no answer. And I'm just like, where would she have gone? Where could she be? And at like 1230, I'm like, I've called the police. I'm calling, uh, you know, I'm like in a panic. And like she comes driving up with my brother and sister-in-law. She had like gone over to their house and like forgot her phone or something or it was dead. Mm. And I was, I was kind of the same thing. I was like, oh, you can't do that to me. I thought you were dead. Oh, God. Well, and things are so convenient now. Like we both have the, you know, we both have iPhones. Everyone has a smartphone. And we both have the Find My iPhone app. And really that app is not uh, best used for like when uh, someone has stolen your phone. It's really for when you're trying to like find right. where your spouse is and they're not answering the phone. Yeah. My wife keeps her phone on vibrate. 24 7 which used to aggravate me so bad because basically all you have is a pager that's what that is it's become a pager but now that you've you know you can play the sound because when you've lost your phone you can play the sound no matter if the sound if the it's on vibrate or not well i'll call her and she won't answer and so i'll go to find my immediately after first one and it doesn't answer i go to find my iphone and if i know if i know she's at the grocery store i'll just play the sound she'll hear the sound she'll call me back so it's uh, taking all the frustration out of it. Or if I'm like, man, where the hell is she? Like, I'll just look on there like, oh, yeah, she's a girl store. Okay, no, no big deal. You don't want to like, play that it, sound it, if she's at a funeral or something. Yeah, well, there's all the time that she's at funerals, and I have no idea where she is. Like, right. oh, I just I thought I'd pop into a random stranger's <laughs> funeral today. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's wrap up Humans Being Human with uh, with another sound effect. With a hilarious fart noise. No, no, no. This one. This is a new one. I haven't oh, heard, okay. I, I haven't heard this one yet. This is going to be a, a live radio thing here. Uh-huh, okay. We're about a tenth of the way through the sound effects. So just hang on. What, what a real letdown. <laughs> like a if I were to hear children laughing, I'd be out of this room playing with my children. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, now we are into the uh, 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 Simply Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this is a really good one. And I've implemented this one this week, and it's it's been fun. Okay. <clears throat> and it's about like getting things done, being efficient, not procrastinating. Okay, if you are about to do something and then you decide, eh, I'm going to do that later, think this. If you can do it in two minutes or less, do it now. Man, and that I've, I've started. I've started changed my life, by the way. Oh, yeah, have, you, have you heard of that? Like, I've, I started no, doing no, that. No, no, I thought I invented that. Oh. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Well, we'll talk very briefly about this. Uh, I am a terrible procrastinator, terrible I, there's always something I'd like to be doing better than what I'm supposed to be doing. But I have basically over the last maybe five, six, seven, eight years conditioned myself to say, no, just shut up and do it. And then when you're done, you can do what you wanted to do. Like if it's something stupid, like unloading the dishwasher that no one likes doing or loading up the dish, it seems to be revolving around dishes or laundry. Uh, uh, you just think about how little time it would take to actually do that particular chore. Now we're not, we're not talking about you're supposed to be reading War and Peace. Okay, well, you're not going to be able to do that in two minutes. But if it's something that just little and is kind of bothersome, like, oh, I don't want to do that, just think, okay, if I just do it now and it's less than a couple of minutes to, to do, I'll have it out of the way. I won't have to do it again. And I can just move on and not have that hang over me because, man, this the, having a constant to-do list hanging over your head just kills you with stress, man. It's just the worst. Yeah. Yeah, and like I, you, the example of this is like you know I come home and like if I'm wearing a suit or something and you have like your coat and your pants and the belt and the shirt and the there's all this stuff I just sort of throw it on the bed and I was like you know what I'm gonna time myself and see how long it takes me to like hang out my clothes it took me a one minute oh, one minute and eight seconds almost one minute and nine seconds yeah. and uh, and I was like a minute really. Like and so yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing that. Uh, I'm that way with church clothes because when we go to church, it means that I've been awake. Uh, I'll get off of work at seven o'clock in the morning and I'll come home, and then we'll go to church. And so I'm super duper tired when it's over and bored. And I'll like take my <laughs> church clothes off and be like, man, I just want to let these dudes sit in the floor so I can go to sleep. And I'm like, no, just do it now. 
and then you won't have to worry about bothering, you know, messing with them later. Plus, you can wear them like another Sunday because they won't have wrinkles in them. So, yeah, I'm the same way, dude. So, if we're talking about, you know, trying to uh, enjoy life like a human, part of that is uh, mitigating stress. Just if you, t- uh, that, yeah, that may not sound like a lot of stress, but that times a thousand is a lot of stress. It's like the little tiny pebble falling on top of your head is nothing, but a thousand little <laughs> tiny pebbles falling on top of your head would give you quite a headache. Yeah. Just do things like that. If yeah. you see like a, you know, a dish needs to be put away, just put it away and don't have to worry about it later. I don't know. There it is. That's the tip of the week. If you can do something in two minutes or less, do it now. All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, coming up next time, it is episode 69 of the Simpson Podcast. And uh, I hear you smiling. <laughs> you've been so, waiting. Seriously, you've been marking this for uh, about like, three weeks. <laughs> hey, guess what? We're recording episode 69. We're going to have well, your mom on. Is- <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, we have scheduled a friend, a mutual friend of ours. Uh, who, it's an back to the Every Person series, the Every Man series, except she's a woman. Um, and uh, and so hopefully that will be fun. Got some some, uh, got some emails out on some guests that I'm hopefully going to have in March, and so that's uh, uh, in the works. But you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. You can find links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel. We'd love to have you follow us on Twitter at uh, simplyhuman52, which is my football number. Um, yeah, we all know. Email it a thousand times. Email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at <laughs> gmail.com. Email all of your hate mail for this episode to simplyhumanrick at gmail.com because he hates women and doesn't think they should ever get to have sex whenever they want. I am a woman, hear me roar, and numbers too big to ignore. It's I wouldn't know I'm the woman dad to get on this Yes. Except you have no daughters. All right, so please leave us a review. That's why I'm a woman's advocate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave us a review, good or bad. Any publicity is good publicity, and we would love for you to be entered into the Simply Human t-shirt giveaway-a-thon. I did eat, uh, mail all the shirts that I was supposed to mail. Okay, so I was going to remind you, we're all caught up. Yeah. Lena's got his shirt. Yeah, uh, it's all in the mail. Hopefully by the time the show airs, they will have it. So that'll do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember... Mo- mostly eat, uh, cucumbers, I- bananas, eggplants. Yes, um, anything squash. shaped in the phallic form is what I eat. Uh, that's my diet. It's the phallus diet, Mark. Thank you. But it's uh. <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs>